following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. You're listening to Hats, Tats, and Stats podcast on the BICBP Radio Network with your hosts, EZD Derek Jaws, T-Wave Taylor Sekaterski, Big Diesel Nick Yelich, Bold Claim Ben Yelich, and Austin Kelm, the Stat Man. Hats, Tats, and Stats podcast is brought to you by Big O Ceiling. Ceiling and coating blacktop driveways for over 25 years. Give them a call at 716-603-9855 for a free estimate today. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to a brand new episode of Hats, Tats, and Stats. I am EZD, and I am riding solo today. Uh, our schedules got a little tossed up. Our usual recording day got uh, infringed upon by a golf tournament that I played in yesterday. And because of that, uh, I just... Decided to sit down this morning, drop this episode, and uh, not have to worry or wait about getting a co-host on here with me. Uh, this will probably be a short one because flying solo is a little bit tougher than riffing banter off of co-hosts here. Um, first and foremost, um, the Tampa Bay Lightning did, in fact, close out the Stanley Cup Finals. And funny enough, they there are pictures of guys from the Lightning carrying around the cup and the cup has a huge dent in it now if you remember a while back we talked about um the daughter of the creator of the super bowl trophy of the lombardi trophy having issue with brady throwing the trophy from one boat to another boat to an nfl wide receiver uh first off we i'm we're not i'm not going to beat that dead horse we talked about it a little bit but we did mention in that conversation the things that have happened to the Stanley Cup and the things that happen to the Stanley Cup every year upon the Stanley Cup being won. So, you know, it's hard to be mad about one of the greatest to ever throw a football, tossing a football-shaped trophy to a person who is paid millions of dollars to catch a football. It's hard to be mad about things like that when you see, like, there are people who are banned from touching the cup should their team win the cup, uh, which I think is really interesting to me. Um, I would be very, very upset if my team won the cup and I couldn't touch it because the last time my team won a cup, like, and, and you may not have been doing anything stupid, but like you slipped and dented the cup or something. You know, there was the um, there was the instance of somebody knocking or like dropping the cup into an empty pool which obviously caused some issues um yeah I, I, you know it's the whole thing is just it's tough but when you see a trophy with the the history that the stanley cup has and you see a guy carrying it around with a huge dent in it you gotta like i'm thinking to myself how do you fix that like how how do you fix the this massive flat side of the cup that now exists without ruining the integrity of the cup or remaking the cup. Um, you know, as we know, the cup itself, I mean, when a ring gets full, they move the ring down and the ring at the bottom gets bumped into um, historical storage, we'll call it. And, you know, because at a point the cup would be too big to hoist. So 
But the cup on top, the cup itself is, to the best of my knowledge at least, and maybe if there's somebody out there that knows about more about this than I do, um, that part stays. Like It's not like they changed that part out. The, 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 the intrigue of the cup is that when you hoist the cup, you are hoisting the same cup that every Stanley Cup champion before you got to hoist, not the same trophy representation of a mythical, non-existent physical thing. The actual physical thing is the same one that the first dude that lifted it lifted. Um, and every year, we it seems more and more every year, we see somewhere, some way, somehow, some player does something that drops the cup, dents the cup, dings the cup, bangs the cup around in some way, shape, or form, and causes some type of damage to said cup. And that's... How do you do that, man? Like, come on. Listen, I understand cleaning out the cup and eating cereal out of it. I, I'm i on board eating ice cream out of it. I'm on board. You know, things that can be cleaned out. You know, we there have been rumor of other more nefarious things happening to to and inside the cup, which is why when after every player has their day with it, they, you know, the, the Stanley Cup folk come and get it and, clean it out and clean it up because obviously they have to. But uh, I don't know. I, I would be mortified if I was the dude that dropped the cup and left a huge, like, it's not even like, they're like oh, man, hope nobody sees that ding. It's like hoping that your dad walks out and doesn't notice that you crunched the entire driver's side of your car in the morning when he's leaving for work because he walks to the other side of your vehicle to get in his car. And I'm not actually speaking from experience on that because I've never done it. But um, that's what I would equate this to is like I would be mortified to be that guy. Um, Nonetheless, uh, congratulations to the Tampa Bay Lightning. You won the Stanley Cup while being $11 million over the cap, you cheaters. Um, And we're going to stay on the hockey thing here because I heard something interesting the other day um, on the radio that – Jack Eichel was talking to a local radio station in his hometown of Boston. Now, if you don't know, obviously, Jack Eichel has been the center of a lot of trade talk and a lot of interesting news stories of late during his, especially like, especially recently, but during his almost his entire tenure as a Sabre. And whether you're torn or not torn on the idea of trading Jack Eichel, you need to understand that this kid is a young, very talented, and he wants to win. So there have been reports of, is he a cancer in the locker room? Does he have an attitude problem? Does does he not want to play? You know, Does he not handle not being successful well? Like How hurt has he really been throughout this entire stretch where he's been the only dude worth his salt on the ice at times? And... Now he goes, and he's on a local Boston radio station. He's from Boston, born and raised. Um, and they asked him what his thoughts were about playing for the Boston Bruins. And he replied by saying that he thinks it would be really cool to play for the Bruins. Now, people got up in arms about this. And obviously he's made it known that he wants out of Buffalo at least to some extent. And 
he basically said, and okay, so he didn't basically say, this is a direct quote. Yeah, I think every kid grows up dreaming of playing for their hometown team. Whatever that when whether that happens now or later in my career, if it ever happens, it would be pretty cool. And people got up in arms about this, and I understand that. You know, I understand people being up in arms about not about hearing your star player say he wants to play for a team that, let's be honest, over the last decade has been at no shortage of talent. And it always seems like there's if there's a guy that leaves Buffalo, where's he going to go? St. Louis or Boston? And I don't actually know how often it's happened. I just know that it feels like that's the case. Uh, you know, and Boston's always in the conversation of the Cup, and the Sabres haven't been in the conversation for playoffs in God knows how long. So, you know, after a while, that gets frustrating. Um, but the thing to take in here is if you – were to ask anybody. So say I grew up and made the NFL and I got drafted by the Steelers. And in an interview back here in my hometown, somebody said like, hey, what do you think of like playing for Buffalo someday? No kidding. I'm going to say, well, you know, that would be really cool. Like, you know, like it would be really, really awesome to play for my hometown team at some point. You now you couple that with me saying I want out of Pittsburgh where I got drafted to and everything else. And yeah, it looks bad. But again, you're asking a kid if he wants to play, like how he would feel about playing for the hometown team that he grew up being a fan of the team that made him a fan of the sport. He is a professional in and you're asking if he wants to play for the team he grew up loving. Duh. Like, what What are we doing here? And, and at what point do we say, like, do we back off just a little bit and say, you know, maybe, just maybe we take things at face value. You ask a kid if he wants to play for his favorite team growing up. Yes. Yes, he does. And they can probably, like, I, I would, and I, I would actually, if, if there's anybody out there who is a current younger hockey player with, a, with big aspirations, uh, and you want, like, if you, like, you know where the Sabres are. If you're a Sabres fan and you're a young hockey player with big aspirations, I want to know, would you want to play for the Sabres if you made it to the NHL? Not for your, for your entire career, but at some point in your career, would you want to play for the Sabres? knowing where they're at right now. I would I would guess most people would say yes. I would say yes. If I was a hockey player and I was coming, coming up and I had a shot to maybe make it somewhere and the question was posed to me, would you want to play for the Sabres? Yeah, it would be pretty cool to strap on the blue and gold in front of my hometown. That would, And if that's not the answer, then I, I don't really think you're a fan of your, of your team. Now, do I like where the Sabres are at? No. Do I like where the Sabres seem to be headed? No. But I'm still a Sabres fan. I don't watch as much as I would like to, but I'm still a Sabres fan. I am not a fan of any other team above the Sabres, and if I'm going to watch hockey, it's probably going to be a Sabres game first. I am a Sabres fan, and that's okay. The Sabres can suck. The Sabres can be not doing great, but I can still be a fan. And given the option, I would still want to play. Growing up, I still wanted to play for the Bills no matter how Averagely to mediocre, they were 
I still wanted to play for the Bills growing up. Like, I I don't think this is as big of a deal as it was kind of made to be. Uh, obviously, the fact that Jack wants out is part of the problem or a big chunk of the problem on that. But the idea of of the other the, the other side of this of of us wanting to trade Jack Eichel is a problem. I understand he wants out. Uh, I understand he is not pleased, and you know I'm I'm quite intrigued, but to see how this whole thing's handled because I have some thoughts on players and their contracts. But uh, I'll get to that in a minute. Um, my, my issue becomes when people look and say, you know. I want Eichel to be traded. Just get him out of here. Be gone. Like, you really want to trade the best player you got? Uh, that's bad management, in my opinion. I think you got you to gotta try to do whatever you can to make it so this guy wants to stick around. Um, if I'm running a team, that's, that's what I'm trying to do. And... You know, this leads me to to, to my next point here. With and, and this is interesting because you kind of see this across the board. It's happening more and more now in the NFL, where big time players sign a big contract and then say, "I want out." Uh, it's happened with Deshaun Watson. Obviously, there's some other things at play with Watson and his contract. Um, Aaron Rodgers is the big one where he has come out and basically said, I want, you know, I want out. I I don't want to play for Green Bay. And like that, and that one to me, that one to me is interesting because he is, like he's coming off a year where they were one play away from the Super Bowl. You're one play away from going to the big dance and you go, I don't like the way you're doing things here. I want out. I'm sorry, what? Now, the interesting side of him is he is under contract until 2024. So he's got this and three and two more years. This coming season, oh, 21, two, three, four seasons. He's got four full seasons. So, see, and, okay, so this is where, where I get confused because is this technically the 21 season or the 22 season because the season ends in 22? I don't know. This this part confused me. But he is in, in 2024, he becomes an unrestricted free agent, which means the, the Packers have the rights to his contract until 2024. This dude can say, I want to play for someone else or I'm not playing, and they can and have every right to say, then don't play. And we saw it happen with Le'Veon Bell. It's kind of happening with, Mr. Uh, Mr. Watson, you know, it, it was it was happening to Watson prior to the allegations and everything that happened with that. And it would be interesting to see the it would be interesting to see if the Sabres were to do something similar. Uh, I don't know exactly what they have on left on Jack's contract. I'm going to look it up real quick, but it would be interesting to see if they have uh, eight years. Let's see here. I apologize. This is the tough part about doing a show alone is I am. Okay. So the Sabres have him till 26. It would be interesting to see teams, which is kind of becoming the thing these days, a team saying, 
no, you signed a contract to play for us. You are going to play for us. And here's the thing. There's one of those, like, there's something to be said about this. When I know I have someone, when I know I have an Aaron Rodgers, if, you, if you've heard me on this podcast, you've heard me say that I believe that Deshaun Watson is one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, bar none. He is top five, in my opinion. His, his physical abilities, his you know, he can make all the throws, and his decision-making is impeccable, in my opinion. He has done a lot with very, very little on that Texans team. Um, it would be interesting to see what he can do this year if he plays with not a whole lot going on over there. But in my opinion, physically and, like physically and talented as anybody. And speaking on all those, I think he's in the top five, probably in the top three. So this guy is like you don't want to send that dude to someone else like you don't want to give that guy to another team you know what you're you either have a generational talent and this goes for any sport you either have a generational talent or you're looking for a generational talent and nothing in between you know there there's nothing at all in between those two spots either you got one or you want one and there these teams these days are starting to look and say we paid you a lot of money, and we locked you up for a long period of time. We take a risk when we do that. If you get hurt, if like you could be Bobby Benilla, you could be Rick DiPietro, where we lock you up for a long time, you get hurt or you retire, and we're screwed, and we're still paying you money because we put you on that contract. But if you choose not to play by just choosing not to play, you're saving me money. And eventually, as we saw with Mr. Bell, the return when you come when you get your free agency and you return isn't always what it, like what it isn't always what it was chalked up to be. You you don't return the player that you were the day you stepped off the field. If Aaron Rodgers takes a bunch of time off, do you think he comes back and is Aaron Rodgers that was one play away from the Super Bowl? Probably not. You know, we, we saw it with the Brett Favre thing where and, and this was this one was interesting. You know, he he wanted to continue to play. They said, we're moving on. We have this Aaron Rodgers kid. And he said, OK, well, I want to play for the Vikings. And the Packers were like, we are not trading you to a division rival. That's not happening. And then he retired. They traded his rights to the Jets. He played a season for the Jets. And then got like his his year was up, and then he went and played for the Vikings anyway. But I mean, he did it the right way. He oh, like okay, like I listen. You can still get something. I'm not going to be your backup quarterback. Trade my right, like trade the rights, trade my rights away. I'll come out of retirement. I'll play for whoever, and then I'll go play for who I want to play for. And that's what you got to do sometimes. But these guys these days are oh. I want this huge contract. I want a no trade clause. I want a clause that says I get to dictate where I get traded to. And so here's these three teams. Well, those those three teams are like because your contract is so big, aren't willing to really trade us much. And they want like they're giving us scraps. And he like, well, tough. Trade me one of those three or I'm not playing. And these teams these days are starting to look and go, then you're not playing. I don't want to necessarily see the Sabres do that with Eichel. I want to see the Sabres try to like work this thing with Eichel out and make it work. 
and possibly have him be part of the rebuild that we've been in for the last decade. Oh, my God. I can't believe I can't believe that I'm living in a second major pro sports drought in the same city. We only have two teams. We only have two pro teams, not counting the Buffalo Blue Jays, which are leaving soon, apparently. But we've only got two pro sports teams. And somehow, some way, we have had two playoff droughts in my lifetime. And somehow the Sabres drought feels like it's going to be worse than the Bills drought. At least during the Bills drought, there were t- there were years that, that we were close. There were years that we had a shot. There were years that there was hope. I don't remember the last time I had, I had hope for a Sabres team. That's so sad to say. It's so depressing. I did not plan on 20 minutes of this episode being taken up by just this stuff. Oh, boy. So we have uh, the NBA Finals are going on, and I don't know anything about the finals. Um, I can tell you that the series is tied. Uh, the Suns won the first two. The Bucks won the next two. And Saturday at 9 o'clock is game five. That's, that's as much I got for you. Um, from what I've heard from people who like this stuff more than I do, the whole idea here is this like this is a good series it's you know there's a lot of debate on what what team is better if one team's a better team versus a team that has just better individual players on it and stuff like that um you know who knows maybe this turns into something that I watch on Saturday I don't hold your breath it's probably not gonna happen you got a better shot of me watching it at work at night on Tuesday if it you know when it comes to goes to game six but uh you know it's the thing that I've been hearing a lot about is the the injuries um the NHL had a quick turnaround from the NBA bubble and then a couple months off and then right into a full NBA season. And there was some talk about the players not having that, like they wanted more time off. They wanted a little bit more time to like, you know, what they said was rest and heal and so on and so forth. And the sports world kind of met that with uh, you have like you're under contract. You have a job to do. At what point do we say like we got to get back to normal at some point? Um. We saw it with the abbreviated hockey season this year. There was actually more players healthy through the playoffs. Uh, you know, we talked a lot about play. You know, a healthy Carey Price going into the playoffs and what he was able to do, as opposed to being burned out by the end of the year because he had to play ninety five percent of the games. And the NBA, it seems like I, all I keep hearing about is the big injuries, the big injuries, the big injuries. Guys going out with big time injuries in the playoffs, and it changing the landscape of the playoffs. Um, you know, losing major players is never good. You know, you never want to see your big names go down. You never want to see your huge draws, you know, your huge fan draws take a shot and get out and, you know, and be out because those huge names are what people pay to see. Yeah, you you pay to see your team win, but I can tell you, um, I know a lot of people that wouldn't be paying to go to a Bills game if Nate Peterman was still our quarterback. You know, and, the, and one of the reasons that the Bills take and find guys that are good in the backup role and can can win you a game or two at bare minimum not going to lose you a game is because if Josh Allen goes down you want somebody behind him that can play the game and you know depth is huge in the NBA it feels like teams top five are it and if they come out or they get hurt it's a big shot to the team you know and I, I overheard a conversation last weekend saying that you know, name a team that has won the NBA championship in the last 10 years that didn't have a good bench because your bench wins you the series. You know, your bench is what's going to win you 
is what's going to win the whole thing for you. That might be true. I couldn't tell you because I'm not a basketball guy, but I can tell you that that is the case in most other, in most sports is that the guys that you're starting nine, you're starting 11, you're starting five, uh, six if you count your goalie, you know, those guys are, are going to do a good job for you, but the guys who probably win it for you are the guys behind them, you know, 10, 11, 12 off the bench your second and third line guys, your backup goalie stealing a win for you in a series when your starter gets banged up or needs a night off, stuff like that. I mean, absolutely your bench wins championships for you. And I can't imagine that being any different in the NBA or in basketball. But, you know, it's it's hard to say because, again, I don't watch basketball. But for those of you out there who do, I'm sure the series is exciting. I, I hope you're enjoying it. I've heard it's been very good. Uh, and I'm going to stop talking about stuff I don't know about. So uh, the last thing here to wrap up is going to be covering the upcoming matchups, which are going to be post later, posted later today. There's actually a chance you may have seen and voted on them prior to me even or prior to this even being posted or being heard by you. So uh, I have to double check, but I believe somehow Rowan Gardner beat Crash Davis and moved on. Uh, and the Bombay Banks one was close, so I do have to double-check on that. The next ones that we're going to see are going to be Reggie Dunlap against uh, Rocky Balboa and Dottie Hinson against Benny the Jet. Uh, I think this should be an easy win for both Dottie and Rocky, uh, but I thought Crash Davis would be an easy win over Rowan Gardner, and I don't believe it was. So that being said, those are going to be the next two coming up, and we are really going to be chiseling this down into some really banger matchups, and I will be bringing the boys back next week, starting uh, with you know having a co-host again. And you guys don't have to li- have, have ugh, don't have to listen to me ramble for almost a half hour on just a little bit of everything. Um, you know, the Olympics are coming up; that'll be exciting. The you know, if you're a lacrosse fan, I know my boys Nick and Ben would tell you the PLL is going, and it is. I've watched a few games and I've been over with over at their house, and it's been a good time. Um, you know, it's definitely interesting. There's some there's some big dudes that are playing that are fun to watch. Um, they know everybody from at what college, and it, it's insane the amount of knowledge those guys have about where all these guys are from. But the PLL is interesting because they don't have geographical locations you're not it's not the buffalo somethings against the new york somethings they're just team names it's the it's the water dogs versus the chrome and they the the whole league travels and has games in different stadiums and locations throughout the country and they're doing a massive social media push to get the word out there about the league and it's fun to watch it's interesting to not have like so you can be a fan of players. You can say like, oh, I like this team because I like more players on that team. You can say, hey, I like this team's jerseys and colors. Uh, let's I'm going to root for them. And I, I can tell you these poor goalies. There's so much offensive prowess on the field in these games that these goalies are just really they're just placeholders. Uh, you you just got to be in good enough position and hope the guy misses the net because good friggin' luck, man. I watched a few games. And I was like, I don't feel I, I feel bad for those dudes. It almost wouldn't surprise me if you don't see them allow those guys to put a little bit bigger padding on of some kind in the future, or if they don't like bump the net size down a hair just to make it a little bit tougher to score goals because of the offensive prowess in the league. Uh, that'll about wrap it up for me this week. And thanks for tuning in for this short episode, uh, short episode where I'm flying solo. As you heard at the top of the show, we do have a sponsor, Big O Seal Coating. 
Uh, you can give them a call to get your free estimate today. And as always, you can find Hats, Tats, and Stats on the BICBP Radio Network, www.bicbp-radio.com. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, uh, Google Podcasts, and pretty much anywhere else you take in your podcast awesomeness. Uh, give us a like, follow, share, subscribe on social media. You can find us on Facebook by searching Hats, Tats, and Stats, and uh, also on Twitter by doing the same. I'm 99% sure we're the only thing that will come up if you type in those words together. And, um, you know, thank you guys, every single one of you who tunes in every week to give us a listen and like, share, and subscribe all of our cool stuff that we put out. Uh, we're going to be trying to get Bold Claim Ben back on the reverse retro train. He has been busy working and stuff and enjoying his summer and also getting ready to play college football. And, yeah, so uh, thanks for tuning in, guys. This has been EZD on Hats, Tats, and Stats, and we will catch you next week. Hats, Tats, and Stats podcast is brought to you by Stinger Sports. Stinger Sports makes high-quality, fully custom sublimated uniforms and apparel that will have you looking great on and off the field. Get your custom-made pro-quality gear today at stingerwoodbats.com and put that S on your chest. Use promo code TIP of the CAP, all one word, for 10% off your order. Stinger Sports. Look great. Feel great. Play great.